already another episode i can i can believe it and yet i'm i'm amazed mark why don't you introduce the podcast it would be my pleasure you are listening to modern dadhood the podcast (laughs) an ongoing conversation about the joys challenges and gosh darn it the general insanity of being a dad in this moment and i well, I'm Mark. Check it, and I'm a 40 plus year old. <laughs> You're you were. Would you classify as mature if you appeared on a pornography website? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And I'm a dad to uh, well, they're twins, and they're boys, and they're five and a half year olds. I'm Adam Flaherty, and I'm a a uh, 40 year old uh, dad to uh, two daughters who are nine years old and six years old actually they're both like way closer to ten and seven than nine and six and feeling good yeah who's the guy with a little bit of a raspy voice a little bit of a a little bit of a whiskey throat going on look I already sound like a regular idiot most most nights okay (laughs) it's it's all for you know here's the thing it was a great night do you care to share about it? I mean, it was no. It was just a. It was just a classic work wrapped up on a pretty good note. The kids were home from school. It was a beautiful evening. They were outside playing. The neighbors' kid came over. There were other neighbors walking by. They would stop by, maybe walking their dog, bring their dog over, you know. And we all ended up on the front porch here, having a laugh, having a drink. We ended up ordering. Pizza, just neighbors, kids, friends, dogs, cats, everybody. That's very idyllic. I love that. Very idyllic. And it was a wonderful uh, moment. And that's how it should happen organically, like that, right? Zero pressure, you know? Right. Zero expectation. It just, it was an organic thing. Everybody was happy. I'm glad you had such a good afternoon and evening. Thanks, ma'am. We usually do a little spiel at the beginning of this thing just saying welcome back to to uh, dads and moms who've been listening for a while and hello welcome to new parents who've just found modern dadhood we hope you enjoy you know the vibe the essence of the show uh, mark isn't always like this sometimes he's completely sober most most times i'm fairly sober i mean let's you know let's be honest But here's the whole deal with the show. We're uh, not experts in parenting. You don't come here if you're looking for tips. No. But come here if you're looking for authentic conversations with other dads who are uh, typically very cool and unique people who sometimes do share wisdom with us and other times just celebrate the the great stuff and uh, complain about the hard stuff and laugh together. And have we ever cried with a guest? There's certainly been times where um, I've felt feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like I've constantly. A, yeah, I've felt a camaraderie. I've felt a. I've felt a a, a, a deep sense of uh, uh, understanding. But you've never cried, probably. Brothership, perhaps. I don't think I've wept on this show. 
I think maybe I've been close to tears, maybe welled up a little bit in a few episodes. Point is, we're not afraid to be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah, that that's all I'm going to do to sell you the show if you're new to Modern Dadhood. But if you are, we're glad you're here. You can find all of our back catalog of episodes at moderndadhood.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you find podcasts. Go check it out. We've had some really great conversations on a huge variety of topics with such an awesome collection of dads and a few moms, too. Speaking of solid dudes, yeah. today's guest is a friend of mine, a co-worker of mine, oh. uh, a father of two kids who are significantly older than our children, mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. collective children, Mark. He's got two teenagers. One of them is a freshman in college. The other is in high school. Uh, his name is B. Kim, and he's been on the list for a long time. I'm glad we've gotten around to uh, scheduling a chat with him because he's B. Kim is a great dude. Mark, that's me. Uh, I wanted to ask how mm-hmm. the first few weeks of school have gone for the boys. Like, I guess I, I want to know how school's going, but I also want to know how is the routine going? Like, is it frantic? Are they crazy? Is, or, you know, do they push everything to the last minute? I'd lo- I want to hear about that first. The answer to all those questions is yes. Yeah, every day it's all those things. We're settling into a routine, although, uh, I think the sort of like, the sort of like, I guess the fear of the unknown has waned a little bit. Uh, there was a, a lot of like frantic sort of like nervous, I guess nervous like energy towards the beginning. Um, and a lot of that is kind of waned, right? Because I think, you know, they, they kind of, they understand the bus now. You know, they understand uh, what they're going to do at lunchtime. They understand that their bag has a snack and that they'll know from the teacher when snack time is. They, they, They get all that stuff now. But that being said things started to get a little bit, I don't know, they, I, they sort of settled in and then got a little bit almost like too relaxed, particularly mm. in the morning. And we were running up against the clock and it was getting really, um, it was just getting to be a little bit too much. It was like, guys, the bus is going to be here soon. Guys, it's going to be here any minute. Guys, you got to run. <laughs> You're going to miss the bus. And it was like too many days of that. And it was really one son in particular is not good with like a lot of pressure and, you know, a lot of pushing to, to pick up the pace and all that. he does things at his own pace. So Jamie and I, you know, we had a, a talk and we were like, all right, we got to, we got to sort of figure out how to weigh, uh, a, a better way to sort of frame the morning for them. So they understand like kind of when they need to move from one thing to the next, you know, it's like, you got to wake up, you got to get dressed, you got to eat. And then there's teeth brushing and there's a few other things to get ready. And so we kind of flip flopped, rejiggered what happens in the morning, changed some things around, set some parameters, had a little family meeting one morning involved, involved <laughs> them, you know, uh, uh, on a Saturday. Was this impromptu? Oh, it was a Saturday. It was, a, it was like okay. a planned, like, you know, we're all going to sit down and talk for a little bit. We had an agenda. And if the kids participate and give, you know, there's always... Item number three in the, this is a slide, this is a side note. Item number three of the agenda all the time is, does anybody have any problems that they need help with working out? Yeah. You know, this is, this is, uh, the floor is yours. 
We pass the little talking baton back and forth. The floor is yours to, to talk and we're all here to help. So, um, I tend to log those things, you know, uh, so-and-so had this problem. So-and-so needed this, here was a suggestion. And then we kind of go back and read, but, um, so we had a family meeting, talked about the things we were going to change and things, things have been a little bit better since then, you know, we kind of go from one thing to the next now and it's less frantic. What is, uh, like in your bus example, Mm. you're, you're telling them like they got to get out the door because you're going to miss the bus. What is the, Mm. what is the consequence if they miss the bus? Like not as not, what is the consequence that you're imposing, but like, what is the consequence to them? They'll, they're still going to get to school. You're just going to drop them off. They're still going to get to school, but we kind of, I don't know, right or wrong. We've kind of put it into, into terms. Like if you miss the bus, then mommy or I have to take you. And that in and of itself is not a problem, but then we might be late for work. Okay. It's like, we're sort of trying to kind of explain there's sort of a domino effect. We're not putting it in those terms, you know, but like, if you miss the bus, then this has to happen, which will cause this to happen, which will cause this to happen. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not saying, you know, you will be in trouble. It's saying it's more, it's more implying that there's, there's a disappointment factor, right? That that's interesting. So how about things? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's like, there are natural kind of consequences, you know? And it's, so it's, it's sort of, it's less about, we try to be careful with like, you're causing these issues or because of you or whatever, but it's like your actions can lead to consequences, whether you want there to be these things happening or not. It's just, this is the facts, you know, Mark, that's really interesting. And I would also love to hear about, um, and we can talk about this after because B is actually here with us and I want to introduce Mm. him into the conversation, but I also want to hear about like things like eating breakfast or packing bags. Like, do they just know that their backpack is going to be ready for them with everything they're going to need for the day? For my girls, it's like one of them is going to have gym and one of them is going to have art and they're both going to need specific things for that. And I'm not always thinking about that. So I need them to be responsible enough to at least be conscious enough to think like today I've got PE, so I can't wear sand. Like I can wear sandals, but I got to bring sneakers too. Um, Anyway, I want to hear about that, but let me introduce B in and then we can all talk about it together. Love it. Love it. Let's do it. B. Kim is an associate creative director. It took me three times to get that out, uh, and I've edited out the first two. And a an, uh, lead animator for a digital agency uh, where I also happen to work. So B is a co-worker of mine and a personal friend. He's a husband. He's a dad of two teenage kids. And he's been on my list of people that I've really wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. And so I'm delighted that it's finally happening. B, thanks for joining us, man. I'm psyched that you're coming on the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched about this too. Thanks for having me. How, how do you feel about um, Adam screwing up your job title there so many times? That's mm, okay. okay. I, I, I count myself as an all-around creative, so all that other stuff is just fluff. Gotcha. At the end of the day, like I make stuff and it's fun. There you go. Well, you're right. an exceptionally creative dude, a great networker. I feel like you know everybody and everybody loves you, so you got that oh, going thanks, for you. Man. Likewise. I do want to bounce back quickly to that thing that we were talking about right before introducing you, which is Mark, like with your boys and and be please feel free to jump in too. your kids are quite a bit older. And so it's yeah. a, a little bit of a different story. But like I'm almost free. How about thinking about the things that they're going to need for their day? 
Is that something that they're capable of even thinking about? Or is that something that needs to just sort of be done for them? I feel like the capable thing is like directed towards me, but the, 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 are they about done with that is probably directed towards B. Yeah. I was going to say like my life at, at this stage in, of, of, of life for me or our parenthood, it's pretty, they're all pretty self-reliant. There's not really much I, I do other than I wake up and I, I take care of myself. That's pretty much it. You know, like, uh, Alex is, well, Emma's filling the coop. She, she's off to college, which is still mind blowing. She turns 19 uh, wow. this weekend, which is wow. just like, I can't, the other day I could have sworn she was just like running around asking me for like, uh, pancakes, you know, but now it's like, I hardly ever see her because she's in college and every now and then she'll call me for money, you know? And then my son, he's, he's a freshman. So he wakes up and he does his own thing. He like gets on the bus and he comes home and waits for uh, swim practice to start, you know? So at least, so he knows when the bus is coming and he knows how much time he needs to get ready. And without a lot of prodding from you and Yada, he's like, he gets it done. Yeah, he does get it done. Although, like, the thing that gets me is, like, you're trying to get him to, like, learn how to how to manage their time a little bit better. And he's he's one of those people where he doesn't mind waiting until the very last minute to get everything, like, thrown together and done. So, like, where, where, whereas I'm like, hey, you know, you know that if, if you have swim practice at, uh, at 430, why not get everything ready and, and done ahead of time? And then we can just go at 430 as opposed to waiting until 425. Mm-hmm. And then rushing for everything and then being like, let's go, dad. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like my kids would would uh, would be the same way. You and I have talked a lot about this, but talk to me about your daughter, Emma, and sort of the the process of finishing. I'm thinking of one story where you were talking to me about a community service requirement that she had. Oh, yeah. And she had sort of put it off to the last minute and then found a community service thing. But even then, I think we were together. Maybe we were like on a video shoot or going to a video shoot or something. And I um, hadn't thought of this again until right now. But I remember you got like a phone call from a place where she was supposed to be doing community service and she either didn't show up or she went to the wrong place. And that that's one thing. But also just the this like applying for college, thinking about the yeah. next year, making sure that, you know, she hit deadlines or even just made decisions about what she wanted to do. Like, can you kind of talk me through sort of the back half of the senior year of high school and some of yeah. the responsibility type things that came up in conversation a lot? Yeah, definitely. So that one was a that one was a, a huge one for uh, my wife and I. It was tough because in my mind at this point, she's about to graduate high school. So she's going on to that next level. She's not going to have mom and dad there to hold her hand through a majority of this stuff anymore. But she's also at a stage where, like, if she misses the first year of college, it's OK. It's, it's not going to be the end of the world. She can apply to college the year after. And in fact, I'm, I'm actually all right with the idea of you taking a year off and figuring out what you want to do before you go to college. Although I do understand there's the pressure of like all your friends going to college or, you know, like all your colleagues are, are off doing like grand things. And then you're not you're at home. There's 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 that side of it, too. But that besides that, like senior year was was a multitude of things. Uh, the community service, that's that's a good one, because you're required to have a certain number of hours in order to order to graduate. And to me, that was perfect. I'm like, she, she knows what she's supposed to do. They gave her four years to achieve this goal. And it's an easy thing, right? Because like anything, like pretty much 
anything counts as community service as long as somebody can sign off on it. Yeah, exactly. You need somebody to sign off on it, but you also need to have like enough where, where it all to actually go out and like get the things, figure out what you need to do. So it's like it's it's a great setup for like kids in general just to like kind of grow up just a little bit, you know, like I have responsibilities and this is something I need to do. So I was, I was OK with it, but she wasn't getting in those hours. And I was I was beginning to stress because like at the tail end, like the beginning, you're not stressed. But by the tail, tail end, you're like. Is she going to graduate? Like, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> what am I going to do if she doesn't graduate in terms of like, what do I have to do emotionally to be there for her? Because like staying, staying back a year, especially your senior year when all your friends are graduating is probably oh, yeah. not cool. But at the same time, I'm like, that's a great life lesson to like get off your ass. Because oh, if man. you don't get off your ass, then these things are going to happen to you. What better time to have it happen than in high school where it doesn't really matter? But yeah, I mean, like to, to, to cap that story, I mean, she figured it all out. She 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 got it all done. Uh, there, there was actually a, a nice little surprise because uh, in the middle of her senior year, I was really worried because I was like, OK, I talked to her about this. And then she said, I got it, Dad. I'm going to I'm going to tutor these kids. And I'm, I'm going to like be there for a certain time and do this. And I was like, OK, so I left it alone. And then come I think it was like May, I, I get a call from the guidance counselor and they're like, your daughter hasn't done any community service. And I was like, what? We talked about this and she said that she's been doing it. And um, she did do the community service because like I talked to her English teacher and her English teacher said, hey, just so you know, like your daughter has been an awesome tutor. Oh, like no she way. actually helped this student come out of his shell and like excel. Where like yeah. I didn't think he would ever come out of his shell and like excel. And I was just like, Wow. I just you, the your guidance counselor just told me that my daughter wasn't tutoring, so now I'm confused. But the, like they they worked it all out and she she got her hours. Mis miscommunication at the, on the, on the yeah. schools the half. Yeah, I find that uh, I with both kids I try to be there to help them in terms of just giving them options, but then letting them to kind of decide for themselves like how to proceed because I, I think that's a little bit more empowering as opposed to you setting it up for them. But at the same time, it's hard because there are a lot of times when you just as a parent, you just want to be there to, to help them, even though like you're you helping them is 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 unhelpful, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. Oh, yeah. You were talking to me earlier today about laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> will you will you share that? Because that was yeah, a funny so the, story. The big thing, the big thing currently with Alec is teaching him how to do his own laundry because we won't do it anymore. It's been a challenge because the last time he did laundry, he, he threw his clothes in the laundry and then he went off to go do whatever he he does. And then the next day, like the clothes, the clothes sat there overnight. The next day, like we oh, fished man. them out and they just stank. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets all damp and moldy. Mildew. So I was just like, Alex, come here. And he's like, what? what? I'm like, Check, smell your clothes. And he's just like, oh, my God, they stink. I'm like, yeah, you left them. You left them overnight. That's what happens. Remember that. And he's just like, OK. So what do I do? I'm like, you got to wash them again. Yeah. And then oh, this time throw them in the dryer. But I mean, he, he learned like he, this, this time he sat and he waited for the laundry to be done. You, you told me earlier today when we were briefly chatting about it, that you, you hoped that he would become the stinky kid <laughs> at oh, school yeah. just to learn the, just to learn his lesson. Yeah. 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 There's that too. So like, you know, at the beginning of the whole laundry phase, not, not the actual laundry, laundry person. Cause like we wanted him to do his laundry. And he wasn't doing his laundry. And I was just like, I hope he becomes a stinky kid. Like, I hope yeah. he decides that, like, you know, I don't want to wash my clothes yet. I can go to school with this shirt. And then I hope his friends 
would then tell him, yeah. hey, man, you kind of smell. Because you know, he's at the stage where like girls are probably hanging out with him, too. So it's like, yep. I'm hoping that they mention this stuff to him. And I'm sorry, like if you're a stinky kid, that's all on you. It's not on that. You know, mm-hmm. like we we taught you how to do laundry. We told you about laundry. Like you need to like do it. Otherwise, it's your fault. I know. Is that harsh? <laughs> no. Thinking about, uh, you know, learning things the hard way, like learning from their mistakes Mm -hmm. or opportunities that they've missed. What are you, you know, with Alex and Emma, like most worried about right now for them? Like what's something that you don't want them to have to learn the hard way? Mm. That's that's a good question. One of my biggest fears, which recently got uh, alleviated it's travel, right? Like when you go places and whatnot, hmm. like uh, understanding like a sense of direction, where to go, where not to go, and just how to navigate like cities or airports in general. That 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 to me can be pretty unnerving. I mean, even as an adult, like you, you, you go to LAX or you go to LaGuardia and it's just like, where do I go? Not not understanding like the lay of the airport or just the land or even the city like it could be really confusing. But uh, recently, Emma came over. She and a group of friends decided that they were they were going to come over to visit, and then they they wanted to go to Boston. So I, I put them on a bus. They got shuttled down to uh, South Station. The ticket was for nine in the morning, and then like the bus leaves at seven. If you miss the seven o'clock bus, you're kind of screwed. You know, like you have to buy another mm-hmm. ticket. And at this point, she's doing okay with money. She's not she's not the best. I need to work on 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 those skills with her for a little bit a little bit more. But apparently she got around Boston perfectly fine. Like I was talking to my son because he went along with her and it's just like, yeah, we just followed Emma dad. Like she was the leader. She knew where to go. She got us on the train. She bought us tickets. She took us to like Newberry Newberry Street, Harvard Square. And then we got back in time for for the bus. And I was just like, I don't know how it happened, but thank God. That's awesome. I mean, I think sometimes you just need to give them the room to rise to the occasion in that way. Yeah. And then when they realize like nobody else in this group is going to take that leadership role, like somebody's got to make the decisions and get us around and get us home safely. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, there's so much time that you spend. I mean, it feels like anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm barely getting into it. My kids are only five and a half, but it's like there's so much that you have to explain. You have to explain how this thing is going to work, whatever this thing is, right? Like, here's what to expect. Here's how to deal with it. Here's how to get through it. But then, you know, that sort of balance has to shift the other way to where more of it has to be them experiencing the things. But man, when you get to something like they're finding a a partner, they're finding a significant other, and they're going to go through these, especially the first boyfriend or the first girlfriend or whatever, you know, where it's like, there's going to be this period you know, of like just infatuation and really big new feelings. And we've been there and you kind of want to get in there and be like, Hey, here that, here's how this is going to go. You know? Yeah. I mean, you want to kind of get in there and don't get too attached. You know, you kind of want to say these things, except you can't do that. Right. You've got to let it play out. You know, you've got to be this bystander. That's like, man, I can tell what's going on here, you know? But you got to sit, gotta figure you it gotta out for sit by idly yeah. and let them figure it out. Is, is that hard? Is that hard to bite your tongue in that way? It is than it isn't. I mean, to, to a lesser degree, you guys have that with like their friends, right? Like when they bring mm-hmm. friends over, like there are certain friends where you're just like, 
this friend is a horrible friend. Mm, yeah. It becomes way more prevalent in like junior high school and high school. Like I remember those times because I remember like one time Emma came home and she was complaining about one of her friends and she was just like, we made plans and they, they just, they did, they weren't there. And then I would make plans again and they weren't there. And I was just like, well, now, you know, like this person isn't a, isn't a person you dedicate time to. And I mean, in terms of attention, you know, that's like your most valuable asset with all, with all your friends. And if this person isn't giving you back the attention you, you deserve, then this person is, isn't, isn't worth your attention you know you you move on to to another one but it's it's just like you said all you can do is watch because you can tell right away because we have the experience of like this person just sucks and until you realize this person sucks i can't tell you this friend's a bad friend because you're just going to think that i am the jerk telling you right that the friend is a bad friend we also have the advantage of of knowing like how insignificant so many things really are yeah in the grand scheme you know, of things, but, but I'm sure you guys can think back to being 14, 15, when your, your whole world is about this big mm-hmm. and the things inside that, that little world are like of the utmost importance. Well, yeah. and nothing can convince you otherwise. Nothing. Yeah. Like you break up with somebody or even just have have a falling out with, have drama with a friend. Yeah. Like nobody can convince you that that's not like devastating or right. shouldn't be devastating well, and it, because and it, it, it it really is it, re- it really is because you're you're like reference level your reference points you know like it's all within this kind of small worldview you know and it's and in a way it's really nice you know it's really nice to get to just feel so much about a very small thing whatever that thing might be of a friend you know yeah it, it, in a way it's kind of nice you know, it's nice, but like typically those really intense feelings of emotion are negative, right? Well, <laughs> Usually it's like yeah, you're, sure. you're distraught about something, you know, yeah. I, I feel like it's less so like, world. yeah. Have you thought at all about when you will just know that both of your kids are fully self-reliant? Like they, you're not, they don't rely on you for anything. Like what, what will, what will it take for you to know that? That's kind of a weird question. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that, to tell you the truth. I, Is it I just feel, when they stop calling you for money? Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. But I'm just thinking, like, like a lot of it, I, I kind of relate to, it's, it's how your parents program you, and that's it's how you program your kids, right? And so, like, my dad still calls, and he still checks up on me. He still mm-hmm. asks me about my car. He's like, did you get, did you get your car inspected this month? Because he knows when I'm supposed to get the car inspected, you know? So it's like, it's one of those things where like, because of, of how he's treated me, like all throughout my life, I'm probably going to do that to them in a way, you know, where I'm probably going to give her a call and be like, Hey, it's almost like the end of the semester and the new semester that you register for your classes yet. You know, mm-hmm. even though like at this point, I know she should be able to like understand that she needs to register for her classes herself and all that stuff. I don't know if I'll ever know if they will be self-reliant because I don't know if I'll, if I will, if I'll ever give up being like apparent to them in that aspect, you know? Well, and, and I, I almost question like, do you ever stop really needing your parents? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, e- even now, I mean, even now there's times where I kind of, you know, my, my dad passed away a few years ago, but there's certainly times even now where I sort of, man, I wish I could like run that by my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? 
it is nice in this phase take. of the uh, of parenting because like they spend less time with you, but then the t- the time that they do spend with you is a little bit more quality time. You know, it's kind of less like we're gonna watch the stupid show and not really talk about much, and more like, hey, you know, what's your advice on this, or what do you think I should do? Like, do you think I should actually? I mean, like with Alex, he wanted to take he wanted to take a break from work. You know, he wanted to understand like you know. I have enough money saved up. I got swimming. I got school. Like, can I just like not and just chill? And it was just like, yeah, like there's not there's nothing wrong with like if you think you have enough like squirreled away, but you don't think you're going to be like, dad, I need more money. And I mean, like, thankfully, that's something where like you can offer to run numbers with him and try to figure out a, a budget and like what Christmas might, you know, cost and how much money he wants to have to be able to just buy things when he wants to, or you can not do that. And either way he's going to be fine because if things get yeah. tight, he's just going to start working again. And so, yeah. I mean, that's like an opportunity to like people talk about failing safely. Like there's not really a consequence for that. It's just something that you can he can either be more proactive about like learning about or yeah. he can just wait until the money runs out and then figure out what's next. But there's not really a consequence aside from it being like an inconvenience to him. I think the one area where I'm proud of like that to answer, go back and answer your question is like I got my daughter onto banking early, understanding credit cards, understanding the ATM, understanding credit scores and all that stuff early. Like I, I hammered it into, into our house. It's like, this is what a credit card is. This is how scary a credit card is. I just, I just remember having a friend in college that like he got a credit card, maxed it out and then promptly dropped out after because like, Shit just got too real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so yeah. dangerous. Like, how Scary. easy it is to have access to so much money and no sense of responsibility that you need, you, you need to pay it back or it can really yeah. fuck things up for you. Sign up for this credit card. You get a frisbee. I mean, don't you want the frisbee? <laughs> or like I, uh... being enticed by like airline points. Like, all I got to use, do is use this credit card and then I can get flights places. No. I learned everything I know about credit card usage from the show Step by Step. Does anybody remember that show, Step by Step? <laughs> I sure do. I don't remember the credit card uh, reference, but. There was an there was an episode where, what was the son's name? Like the older son? Uh, is step, was Step by Step uh, the, no, it wasn't the Seavers. Um, it was, it was Patrick. No, it, was, it was, it was Patrick. Um, Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers, and right? Suzanne Summers. And they each oh, had Cody, kids or you and they got Cody? married. Was it Cody? Like kind yeah. of the, the sort of like dumb one. Yeah, he was sort of an idiot. Yeah. He got a hold of a credit card and then he maxed it out. Yeah. And he was buying things like TVs and fur coats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know? Yeah. And that was, and I even think, you know, you know, the, the cousin that like lived in a van and who did like <laughs> kickboxing, karate and stuff who would like come in. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name either, but like. He was the, bo- he was the boner Cody. of Step by Step though. Yeah, <laughs> he was the boner of step by step. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And even he was like, he saw what like Cody was doing and was like, dude, you're, you're, you're getting in big trouble. Dude, here. You're going to like, you got your credit score. You got <laughs> yeah. to send this stuff back. Yeah. The credit yeah. Score. Yeah. I remember Co- Cody Lambert. Yeah. 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 
well, you and Yada are awesome parents by by my estimation. And um, from everything I know of you, you have brought your kids up in an environment where it is safe for them to fail and to learn from their mistakes. And um, and it seems like they're on an awesome path. So congratulations. B, it was so good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us. Dude, peace out, guys. See ya. I have something to tell you. Oh my God. Well, I don't, what is it? It's I can't, something that's, I can't handle a lot right now. <laughs> no, it's nothing big, but it is a okay. thing now in the Flaherty household. Oh, you've got to, so that's a thing. Uh huh. And, and oh. I've got a little sound bite to play for you and, and you're going to know exactly what it is when I start playing this sound bite. Um, I am, I am, I am waiting with bated breath. Recorder oh boy season mm-hmm. my nine and a half year old is in fourth grade and the music teacher has sent home recorders with all of the students thanks music teacher and i remember it so clearly get it having my own recorder playing hot cross buns and mary had a little lamb and all those same yeah. songs and it's remarkable to me that 40 whatever 30 years later same yeah. instrument, same lessons that they're teaching. I got thinking yeah. about it a little bit. Like, why would that be? And I think I think it just becomes pretty obvious that it's just, you know, in, in it probably it's an inexpensive instrument. It's physically yep. pretty small. It's something that doesn't require a ton. Like it requires practice to make it sound like good or as good as you can make no, a recorder sound. No maintenance whatsoever. No maintenance. So, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. So it, it does become pretty clear why, but, but hot cross buns, man. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. You do. You got to start somewhere. You do. And it's objectively she, a really good song too, right? Oh, it's a, it's a bop. I mean, I'd, <laughs> go, I'd go so far as to say it slaps. Hot dude. cross buns slaps. <laughs> dude, you, you know it. Uh, how, is she, is she... I mean, is she into it? Like, is she feeling like, yeah. oh my God, I, I can make music now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's psyched about it. She's teaching herself Taylor Swift riffs on oh, the recorder. Oh. Not something nice. that I was doing. I mean, I was focused no, on like no. the twinkle, twinkle little stars and the Baba Black Sheeps. So it's funny. I remember them being called tonettes when I was a kid. I never heard that. Yeah, it's basically, it's a recorder. Like, but it was like the, it was like a red plastic and like white plastic together. Is that, is that, a, is, that, that a, is that a Kleenex versus tissue kind of thing? Is Tonette just the brand? Gosh, I don't know. Ask uncle Google. I'm going to just Goog this. Hold on. Let me just close. It must my, be uh, a brand. So hers is, uh, I think all white or like, you know, cream color off white mine. I remember being dark Brown and that same cream color. Uh, I'm finding out that a tonette is limited to one octave while a recorder can play two oh, octaves. Okay. So there's a difference. Otherwise, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were we were given tonettes in elementary school. And that's what we had, yeah. not recorders. Yeah. But they're loud, man. They're loud. And if your fingers aren't covering those holes perfectly, oh, they can yeah. squeal. You get that squeal. Yeah. It's a squeak and it, it can cut right through your soul. But... 
I can look past that, you know, and focus on the fact that um, that I appreciate that she's really into music and really wants to be good at mastering this thing. Well, that is exciting. And may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Close it out, dude. Close it out. Just hit the outro. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Modern Dadhood, the podcast. All episodes can be found on Apple, Stitcher. Nope, not Stitcher anymore, huh? Not Spotify, Stitcher, get out of there. Amazon Music, wherever you can find podcasts. Also B-casts. on moderndadhood.com on BKimcasts. Mm-hmm. On Kimpod. Uh, go go check out our backlog if you haven't heard it. Um, also, while you're on the website, uh, fill out the form. Send us a little message. Say what's up. Tell us what, what kind of topics will. you want to hear about. If you got any good guest ideas, like run them by us. That's all cool. Send us an email at hey at moderndadhood.com you know send us an email say hi it's me I'm, I'm the problem, problem. It's, <laughs> it's me yeah exactly please take you know? uh, 45 seconds to leave us a 5 star rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts check us out on social media just search Modern Dadhood what else we got? What else we got? Um, on the sh- the shop on our website oh, has oh, don't forget about the t-shirts, shop. About modern the dadhood shop. t-shirts and dad hoodies for sale. You can buy one yeah. of those for yourself or for someone you love. Each order is, ships with a free sticker. Go ahead. What? And it is getting to be sweater weather. So and we're coming up on the holiday season. Holiday season. Get some early I mean, shopping done. Time. Yeah, now's the time. How about this? How about this? How about a nice heartfelt thank you uh, to some of the folks that uh, make each and every episode of of Modern Dadhood um, as amazing as it is. For example, Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Albee for the music that you hear in every episode. Um, What about our good friend uh, Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio, redvaultaudio.com. He, uh, what do you, what do you say? Mixes every episode? Yeah. He takes, he takes these tracks that we send him and he makes them shine. He makes us sound consistent, crisp, clear, even, and, uh, he does a hell of a job at it. That's not all he does though. He, he also tracks, uh, bands. He also composes music. He also does sound design for films and commercials. Uh, he's an all around, uh, talented, a man, a man of many talents, audio engineer and, and post production, really? um, engineer redvaultaudio.com. Why, why don't you say thanks to B for joining us? Nah. Nah, we can skip that one. Uh, thanks to B Kim, personal friend, great dad, uh, creative mind, good guy. <laughs> I think thanks. I really uh, I've, pim- I've pimped him enough. Well, and last but certainly not least, um, thank you for tolerating. <laughs> thank you for listening. 